Welcome to Bludgeon Boys, the official Bludgeon Brothers themed <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, but fortunately for all of you here for Fight Boys, the podcast has now been taken away. Permanently canceled. <laughs> in favor of the new Bludgeon Brothers podcast. Um, if you thought talking back was bad, just get ready for Bludgeon Boys. Oh, fuck. You guys didn't see their promo, have, did you? I did see their promo, and God, I thought one of them could at least talk, but it was a whole lot of, Hello, we are the Bludgeon Brothers, and this is uh, my hammer, its name is Steve. <laughs> you know that old... You know that old saying, taking chicken shit and turning it into chicken salad? Yeah. They're taking chicken shit and turning it into, like, different colored chicken shit? <laughs> no, they took chicken salad and chicken shit, mixed it together, and then you just have chicken salad covered in shit. I don't even think they mixed it together. They just hit it with a hammer. There was no chicken salad in this. There was no... The chicken... <laughs> the ch <laughs> yeah, Blake's got it. They took chicken salad and hit it with a hammer. <laughs> Get it, Steven! Get it! <laughs> Steven! Bam! Welcome to Fight Boys, ladies and gentlemen, the weekly podcast about professional wrestling and not-so-professional wrestling. I am your host, Scotty Moore, joined as always by my tag team partner in crime. He is the plattest man on the planet. He is Blake Tanner. And I'm here every week, ever-present and effervescent. Hi, Scotty, <laughs> how you doing? I am fantastic, and as always... The Lord of the Smart Side is here. The Dylan. I had to give up the uh, the WWE Insider title because SmackDown that's right, is, bitch. Is, is, SmackDown, insider? SmackDown is just like a a pool of I don't know anymore. It, oh man, never bro. have I cheered for Jinder Mahal so hard as <laughs> I did this Sunday. I was like, I need this. Okay? I feel like I feel like you could have stopped after the first four words. Never have I cheered for Jinder Mahal. <laughs> Period. <laughs> At all. <laughs> <laughs> ever <laughs> in my life yep. i will I mean, say i watched pretty much the whole pay-per-view um hell yeah. in a cell and that one was what broke his spirit <laughs> it killed no everything like the first 20 minutes and like the last 30 minutes were the only thing worth watching because the uh the tag team hell in a cell match was really good and yeah. we all called that one that it was going to be the match of the night it definitely was right um, and then Kevin Owens and Shane was just, how will Shane kill himself this time? And he I, did it in a lot of ways. I don't know how to say this, because a man, a, a father of, what, three, did jump off of this 20-foot cell and elbow through a table, but me, the jaded wrestling fan, still did say, ah, he, he did that last time, though. I don't know. I was, gonna, I was gonna say, I feel like you just said, jumped off through a table. Again? Again. <laughs> yeah. You think there was that moment of hesitation where he was just like, fuck, this really hurt the last time. Like, yeah. I think the hesitation did... would be more, God, I really hope that Owens moves out of the way. Please, for the love of God, I do not there, want to there's kill him, pictures. Man. There's pictures of, like, the video slowed down by, like, half an inch. That is all oh, that yeah. separated the two of them from colliding and Owens potentially being paralyzed for life. 
One of my like, favorite moments was definitely when Owens basically was trying to parody that spot by going to the top and be like, now I'm going to drop an elbow. And he walks out, looks down, and just goes, nah, fuck that. And then just walks back into the cage like, no, 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 no. 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 Oh, Hell no. That's like, that's a primo Owens spot, though. Like, you knew that he was never going to jump the first time. Oh, yeah. Well, one of my favorite moments, so I was actually watching this at my girlfriend's house, and she does not watch professional wrestling, and I knew she was into it because there was a moment, I was telling Dylan about this earlier, there was the moment where KO picks up the steps and, like, throws him in front of Shane, and you're like, oh, you know he's about to destroy a man with him, and I just heard her next to me go, oh, no, 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 don't, no, don't do, no, no, and I was like, yes, I got her. And then I subsequently had to explain why I was giddily jumping up and down like a schoolgirl when this random scrawny ginger in a hoodie popped out and pulled out KO. She's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm just like, you don't get it. They're best friends. They're still brothers. Yes. I was initially very confused when, like, the reveal happened. Like, I feel like it was shock. But in retrospect, I am very happy that it happened. I'm extremely happy that it happened. And also, like, I was shocked, but I was shocked for a different reason. Because the initial shot of it, it just looked like Kevin rolls off the table. It didn't look like anybody grabbed him. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, Sami Zayn is there. And you're like, what the fuck? Okay, he's showing up now. Oh, yeah. If you do watch the replays, you saw, like... You obviously saw Kevin seeing Shane jump, and Sammy just wasn't fast enough, so Kev jumps up and grabs Sammy's hand, and he just keeps fucking going, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were so fucking close. Now, you've, you've heard of CrossFit, Jesus. Now there's Ginger Jesus, able <laughs> to appear out of nowhere. He is the holy Ginge. You can... All hail Sammy Zane. Do you so, hear uh... the trumpets? He comes. <laughs> So, so as I was uh, as I was, I was discussing with uh, with Scotty earlier, on the one hand, I'm very happy because the promo that uh, that Sammy cut like, was was one of those like you know truthful ones where you know yeah. he he was he was misused and like had mediocrity was never given any shots you know whatever so now he's turning heel and like on the one hand I'm just like good 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 for you like I'm glad that they're like you know using reality and storyline and all this but then I was just like. Shame on the WFE for wasting you for two fucking years. Yeah. <laughs> like, giving you literally nothing when you yeah. were the, clearly the best babyface possible. And uh, now, uh, someone on Twitter put this, and it made me laugh. Uh, and WWE has changed so much in the forty-eight out of the last 48 hours that everyone in the arena was booing Sami Zayn, and last night everyone was cheering the fuck out of Roman Reigns. <laughs> That's how much WWE Listen, listen, to changed. be fair, to be fair, they weren't cheering Roman Reigns, they were cheering The Shield, which happens to include Roman Reigns. If you watch the video, when The Shield music, which was the original music, came on, they initially booted like a fucking Pavlovian <laughs> dog. Yes. Because they, they're trained, they're done on, done on, boo, and then they're like, oh, wait, wait, but, wait, it's not his version. Yeah, it's like you didn't, be, it's because they didn't have the Sierra Hotel India Echo Lima Delta. Yeah, but that's because, and this is what I'm afraid of, they're not gonna go full, like, militant shield, which sucks, because that was the coolest part about the shield for me. Yeah. Well, now, now, you get the, now you get the Neapolitan shield, where they all have their own unique flavor, but they're, like, <laughs> in the same packaging. 
That oh. that was my favorite is uh, the uh, screen cat screen grab of the Shield reunion, like during Miz TV for YouTube, mm-hmm. has Seth and uh, Roman very respectfully, like this is a very important moment. We need to nail this pose. Fists in, and then Dean fucking Ambrose looks like he just did five hits of Molly <laughs> at a rave as his fist is in and he's sticking his tongue out like, yeah, I'm peeking, man. Fuck yeah. Uh, I believe that. No, no, that's that. That's them slowly building. Like, the, remember how he was kind of crazy before? He's full crazy now. Yeah, mm-hmm. he is full on crazy. I don't. By know, the, by the just... way, of of all the people I wanted to turn heel. Like within the last week, Sami Zayn was not the person I wanted. I wanted Dean Ambrose, and I'm oh, still yeah. waiting for it. If I don't I get think... it by Mania, I'm gonna be a little sad. Everybody wants Dean Ambrose, and I would totally see because he'd be such a good heel. No, he's been a great heel. I have I have video proof of him being a great heel. <laughs> I still see I I still see this is where they're gonna turn Roman heel, if nothing else. I don't think it's gonna it's be. It's never Dean. happening. You remember how oh, John I Cena? Know. A boy can dream. You remember how how Roman Reigns said he was above the heel and face dynamic oh, because he was right. that good? Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Was some bullshit. I don't know. I just feel like with the Shield reunion, I'm getting a really big like evolution in 2016 vibe, where they're just like, "All right, we're just gonna all wear matching shirts and pimp around backstage." It's gonna feel a little forced, but hey, we beat up Braun Strowman, right? Okay. Awesome. Now I will say that when the Shield did start beating people up, like yeah, at, from what I saw on Raw, and I did watch just about all of Raw last night. Like every time those guys came out after just finally being like, "Yeah, Shield's fucking back," there was a special energy that I have not felt since the Shield broke up several years ago. And that's the fact that, oh, these guys are just going to fuck shit up again, which they did, and they currently are, and I'm alright with that right now, because I needed it's, that. It's, it's, actually, it's actually something I, I saw posted uh, in a video online where they, they talked about things that you could expect if Triple H came up, and one of the things was that there are no stables anymore, and that was the thing, like, where a stable comes out, and you're just like, oh, like, you know, as JR would say, business is about to pick up. Like yeah, yeah. the shield comes out and you're just like, well, shit's going down. Like you, like they did so much with it, but there's so many just individuals now. You're just like, okay, one guy's gonna come out, maybe get beat down by a few heels, like ah, uh, whatever. Like there's no like, oh, this force is coming out, and like that something can actually happen. Oh right. Like back when they beat up 3MB, that is my favorite backstage moment ever. Yes. Just Dean Ambrose just staring at Heath Slater while Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal are getting the shit kicked out of him in the background. Oh, that's so <laughs> wonderful. And he's just like and like Dean just looking at him like you're next. You're going to move and you're going to die. <laughs> yeah. And they do have to do that. They do have to like the sh- for the shield to have their full impact, they have to enter as a unit. They have to fuck shit up as a unit and they leave as a unit. That's how the shield always worked. That's why the shield worked, and they didn't fuck around with that. Here's the one problem I had. I mean, I have a (laughs) lot with the shield reunion, and I'm sorry I'm salty about it. It, it, Just because I feel like they pulled the trigger a bit fast on it. They have to save Mania. Do you have any idea how how far south their Mania plans are going? (laughs) Oh, yeah. But for me, the I, WWE champion wasn't was not on SmackDown, and until I said this sentence, none of you noticed. Oh shit! Oh god! Oh fuck! 
But they did a backstage promo with all of the guys, and it didn't have, like... I, I feel like The Shield had the same kind of backstage promo interview that The New Day had, where they're just like, hey, some shit happened, now we're gonna go party and drink some beers. But instead, like, Seth and Dean still had that, because they aren't, you know, supposed to be the next Jonathan Felix Cena. But they went to Roman, and Roman, instead of being like, all right, we're gonna go drink some beers, and then he would do the hang loose thing, because that's what Roman Reigns does when he's good. Instead, he's just like, we're here, and we're gonna put everybody on notice. All right, see ya. And then just walks out of frame, and then Seth had to be the one to say, believe that. I'm like, fucking Roman, you had one job. You had one you job. Know. Say, believe you in the You know if Roman had said that, they would have booed. You know that, motherfucker. Yes. Well, no, he would have to say, believe in the shield. He would have to say all four. But I think that that would have got Roman Reigns more over than John Cena, The Rock, and Hulk Hogan coming back and all of them simultaneously raising his arms at once. <laughs> Uh, I will say that, like, this is their, this is literally their last trump card that they've had to get Roman over. Period. Yeah. End of story. Like they pulled if after, it out. If 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 after this WrestleMania, if this WrestleMania ends in booze, that's it. It's dead. <laughs> There's nothing you, you can so do. There's literally nothing. There's nothing left. I can't think of anybody he can beat. I don't think of anybody who can raise his arm. There's like there's no rub you can give him at this point. Yeah. Um, now the shield basically will have to walk out to the ring with him at Mania. That's the only <laughs> thing they have to like. Like literally, Dean and Seth have to act as a as a physical buffer to the hatred of the crowd. All I could think, I mean, the the decent booking that I know I cannot expect is for Roman to win the title pre Mania. But a heel Roman who has beat the shit out of the shield, uh, and then you basically lead into the three-way at Mania of Dean versus Roman versus Seth. The thing they should have done five billion years ago. Nah, they already blew, <laughs> remember they already they already blew that uh blew that one at was it Battleground? What followed up Money in the Bank two years ago? Yeah. And, oh Jesus Christ, you're right. Because um, I always think of the I always think of the one they did with Randy. Which was yeah. awesome because they had like the cool shield triple power bomb moment, and then Seth goes for the fist bump, and him, Dean, and uh, Roman just look at him like "fuck off," and then start beating him down. Then, like three months later, is when they had that triple threat. Ah, oh, Jesus, you're right. I forgot about that. That, mm -hmm. but it's such a WrestleMania quality match. Correct, but they blew it. They blew it for the brand split because they were like, "All right, we have two Raw people and this one SmackDown guy who's the champion." Like oh yeah I remember that now yeah that was the underlying thing and then Roman was still on kind of suspension so you knew he wasn't gonna win it yeah well guys I'm sorry we keep talking about the Shield as if that might have been the best part of Raw but no the greatest moment in Raw history happened when fucking Enzo Amore got his ass beat and got that title taken off of him it felt so fucking good you know he's gonna win it back at TLC. I mean, I like to think not. I just he's gonna he, he he's gonna he's gonna they're gonna debut his new enforcer, who is going to like come out and like like be the muscle behind his talk. They're gonna bring out the new Colin Cassidy. I was fixing to say, why not just have Big Cass come back? Because he still has a fucked up knee for the next six months, Scotty. <laughs> 
I don't care. It's 205 Live. They're all half his size. He could just crutch him around. But that is like, I he needs to have an enforcer because that is the ultimate heel move, is on a show that is billed as we are all under 205 to have a guy who's like 375 pounds come out and be the enforcer for you. Bonus points if it's Mark Henry. Oh my god. Please. And then he comes he comes out with frosted blonde tips. <laughs> yes. I, I just, except I except ha- Enzo Enzo has to enter to to uh <laughs> to his music though. <laughs> Somebody going there. He's just like, My name is Enzo Amore. Yeah. I just had this moment at the end of the match where I was just like, Oh shit, wait, does Enzo does Enzo keep the title? And then they get on the top rope. And I see Callisto get up for the Salida del Sol, and I was like, there's no fucking way. And then he flips over, and I went, God bless America. That's, that's, Even- the, kind of, that's the kind of feeling I had back when he pulled that, uh, that ladder spot, like, oh, last yeah. year, where I was just like, there's, there's no way he actually flips, that, flips over that and actually pulls that on the ladder. And then he did, and I was just like, well, I'll be goddamned. <laughs> you will well, never have uh, children, but damn. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna be like, well, fuck your hamstrings for life. I'm just happy they've taken the title away from Enzo because, like, not since Paige in the NXT Women's title has the title been treated as badly as what <laughs> Enzo has oh, been shit. fucking about with this thing. Damn. Uh, Apparently, Enzo Amore, uh, what was it, Wrestling Observer reported that Enzo has been walking around LA just pimping with the title around his waist. Just like, hey, what's up? Uh, yeah, could I get a, a bowl with some extra meat and cheese? Awesome. He's at, like, Chipotle. Give me some extra queso. Also, how would you like to pay with that? Uh, I forgot my wallet. You guys take purple titles? <laughs> no, we don't. I'll just That's probably pair. the most... 90s thing he could do with it though like the only shame is that it wasn't being filmed for tv Uh uh-huh oh one of my favorites was there's a video of him like it was him working out and he's like doing burpees or some shit and like he's just staring at the belt as he does it and i'm like uh i didn't know it was it was possible to sexually harass a non-living object, but Enzo Amore has somehow successfully sexually harassed the 205 Live Cruiserweight title. Like, yeah, he's got man. He he does he does weird things. Is Enzo? Because speaking speaking of the '90s, guess what's coming back, Scotty? Oh, War Games! I'm actually War looking. Games! Hunter finally, finally won out after like I think it was I think it was reported like a decade of trying to fight for war games to come back because he really liked the idea. Yeah. Also, my favorite is the fact. Well, he only was able to get it on NXT. Vince was like, "All right, put it on your little stupid show." I would rather keep it away from my stuff. I'd rather it be on NXT because at least like he, yeah, he could at least. I think I think Hunter would better do uh, a dusty show. Like that's just where it would need to be. I also like that Cody, this time, he did not pull a Starcade. Cody just went, I ain't mad. I was told. Triple H worked for my dad, and then my dad worked for him. They were friends. Karen effort will be placed into it, as opposed to the Cody Rhodes of two months ago, who was just like, fuck all y'all. 
This was my papa's show. Put Goldie on it, motherfucker. It's because he understands what the difference is between a, what's going to be a fucking untaped house show and a big NXT event because somebody, somebody, namely Paul Levesque, namely Hunter Hearst Hemsley, knows what he's fucking doing. Him- Hemsley. I, the only reason I'm mad about War Games is because... There's not enough people involved? Because I was really hoping for that five-on-five feel, like the classic War Games, that were only getting oh, nine yeah. people. Like, I'm just like, uh Also, Roddy's teaming with Authors of Pain, and, like, I still feel like that's off. That, oh, 100, but all of that feels very forced and thrown together, but also it ru- Like, the original card plans sounded so much better than this. Because the original card apparently was supposed to be uh, O'Reilly and Fish against Sanity for the tag titles, McIntyre against Adam Cole for the NXT title. Um, instead, we now have Undisputed versus Roddy and Authors of Pain in the most mismatched alliance, and then Sanity. And Drew McIntyre is just facing off against Andre Cienomis for no apparent reason. I kind of want, I kind of want Almas to win it. I really do. I mean, he's not, but okay. <laughs> it's for the same reason that I wanted Kenta to win it. I just, I was just like, I just, I, I feel like you, it would redeem like the choice you made to go there, like because they've mismanaged you so poor, like so they've managed you so poorly that you need like the belt win. Yeah, I also like that you're calling him Kenta because you know, like he's not gonna be there much longer. Might as well go back to using his ending name. Wolf. <laughs> he, he's not. He ain't lasting. God, do you that's remember a, that's when the he thing was like... is he's he's become more interesting now than he ever was, but they've like it's just taken too much time. Like 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 misfortune has befell fallen him, and there's no real recovering. Because yeah. whenever they had Bobby beat him in what could have been the best redemption store, and they were like, "No, we're gonna keep it on Bobby for another bit until we can get Drew the title," like they they killed any shot he had of making it in the WWE. Yep, yeah, he was just. He was always, like, in the worst place at the worst time. He always got the fucking shaft, man. Mm-hmm. It, was that, you know- it was that thing where freaking, uh... Was it Riddick Moss, like, fucked up, like, just an easy move on a house show? And, like, put yeah. him out, out for the Dusty Tag t- team? Oh, that's right, yeah. That I was the one where I was just like, like, there's no... Like, that's, that's it. Like, there's mm-hmm. no coming back. Because if he'd stay for that and team with Abushi. Then they could have, like, had an implosion angle or something, but... Yeah, they would have had something cool there. And you know where else you can get something cool? Uh, the freezer? The freezer. We're gonna go with the freezer. Fuck you! I was ready to get into this merch plug, but that joke was so bad. (laughs) Anyways, merch.loadofpurebs.com, ladies and gentlemen. It's the only website where you can get merchandise for all the great BS Network programs, whether that be a load of BS, me and Blake's other show, or uh, the Queasel Corp podcast, or, of course, the Fight Boys. We've got shirts with the Fight Boys logo on it, or uh, the Fight Effin' Boys shirt if you guys want to get extreme, or, of course... We do have shirts for that amazing Birmingham, Alabama-based professional wrestling organization, the JWF. We got shirts for the Dylan. We got shirts for Scotty Moore, for the JWF champion himself, Griffin Clouds, and the VWO. We got shirts for all of your favorite wrestlers, but they're only available for you over at merch.aload of pure BS in the Fight Boys section. Now, speaking of, uh, I know we were talking about uh, Kenta possibly leaving. Speaking of other people who should be a lot more successful and are leaving, what the fuck, Neville? Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. 
Allegedly. Neville pulled a straight-up CM Punk. Like, Neville CM Punked the fuck out of the WWE. But what was weird was it wasn't like... Like, with CM Punk, it was just like, oh, yeah, you can kind of tell he is... He is not getting a lot right now. Nothing's really that big of a deal. Yeah, I'm fine if he leaves. With Neville, he's fucking, like, on the top. He is the top guy in 205 Live, 100%. It's like being I... the skinniest kid in fat camp. You still can't feel good about yourself. <laughs> and and yeah. I, really, I really think the direction that 205 Live is going now, like... I really think that they're try that they're like doing things that will pick up the views and stuff. So like, I really hope that he doesn't leave if that's true. And if Two Hundred Five Live does keep floundering, then yeah, just get out of there and go do good things yeah. outside because you deserve it, Neville. I mean, when he said King of the Cruiserweights, it wasn't a joke. He was straight up like, "Oh yeah, he is the only one on this show that interests me." Well, they're bringing in in Enzo Amore. Oh okay. Yeah, Neville's the only one that interests me. Oh, he's leaving? Oh, but you have Kalisto. Well, I guess he can do lucha things, but they can yeah. all kind of do lucha things. Just lucha things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be a really big hit to 205 Live, but you can't really hit 205 Live much harder than it's already been hit. 205 Live is just like the drunk guy at the end of the night who's just like, keep him coming, I don't care. Do whatever the fuck you want to me. I'll take it all. And I mean, Neville did carry that fucking division for the longest damn time. Mm-hmm. Like, even yeah. even after Austin Aries left and after their great feud, like, there was just nobody that could even hold a candle to Neville. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of Austin Aries, I read my favorite thing I think I've ever read earlier today about Austin Aries. So do you guys know about Austin Aries' magic pocket? <laughs> please, please <laughs> tell me about Austin Aries' magic pocket, Scotty. Is it where he Every... keeps all of his fucking bananas? Yeah, yes, it is. Oh my god. I, I had no fucking clue about this. And then I was just clicking around looking for news articles about this. Like, for the show, and then I just saw everything seemed to be relatively normal in the WWE. Then one day, Austin Aries showed up with a banana in his pocket, becoming a signature feature. And I was going, what the fuck has Austin Aries been doing? Whatever the fuck Austin Aries wants. Well, he, he, explains, he explained it. He goes, it started during the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony. I'm just going to say this about the banana. The Hall of Fame is long. And I saw lots of people dressed to impress, lots of nice suits, lots of nice dresses. Let me tell you something. About three and a half hours in, guarantee about 40% of that audience wish they had a banana in their pocket instead of a pocket square. Because I got famished, was running low on some energy, and that pocket square wouldn't do me any good. But I got a nice little shot of some natural sugars and potassium, and then I just used my sleeve to wipe my mouth off. I didn't need a pocket square, so sometimes the thing comes in handy. You never know. Whenever he was asked about the banana, Aries wouldn't offer any explanation beyond saying, exactly. Like, what the fuck, Austin Aries? The world's most, the world's most vascular vegan speaks. Yeah. Okay, so I don't know if you guys know about this, but a couple of years ago there was this big thing going around the uh, the wrestling subreddit um, where it's, somebody posted, 
if anybody reads this subreddit, they need to just slip in the word banana into um a promo. And what? Yeah. Now this was a while afterwards, at, like when Ares showed up and started carrying a banana. So like, yeah, I understand how you want to make that thing happen, how you want to make that connection. I can't really tell you if that's where it came from, but it was a big thing in this <laughs> subreddit. I no, I think Austin Aries is uh, Austin Aries. Don't give a fuck. Austin Aries will do whatever he wants. And one day he was just like, "I'm gonna show up to work with a banana in my pocket." And if you have a problem with that, I'll leave the company. Which makes me think that one day Vince walked up to him. <laughs> what are you doing? Why don't you have something? He's not even mad that there's food in his pocket. He's mad that it's a banana. <sighs> Why don't you have something manly like a steak or some pork rinds in your pocket? Or a I'm, or I'm a Vin- wrap, Vince. That's a burrito. It's a wrap. Damn it. Well, Vince, I'm actually um, I'm actually a vegan. Get the hell out of my sight! Yeah, and then he screams to the heavens. A beam of light shoots out of his mouth as he just meat rages all over backstage. Um, that actually out of the beam comes a single slip of paper. All it says is, we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Yes, and that was actually the day all the worst decisions in WWE happened at once. Another sheet of paper came out, landed in Michael P.S. Hayes' hands that just said, make gender champion. I don't know how to do it. This is why, yep, you should never induce a meat rage in Vince. Vince McMahon's meat rage makes the worst out of everything. Oh, I, I have I have heard I have heard that like like making Jinder Mahal champion is the best way to get heel heat because whoever beats Jinder Mahal will be the most lauded goddamn baby face on that program. Like like nothing they'll do after that matter. You can always point back and be like, they made it so I didn't have to see Jinder Mahal anymore. I'll buy three of his t-shirts. So so Dylan, <laughs> what you're saying is. What you're saying is after after Survivor Series, um, you you know you come on you come on SmackDown. Ginger comes out. He's got the Sing Brothers, and then all you hear is, "Duty, duty, duty, duty." Probably. Yep. There we go. Figured it out. Roman probably Reigns. at that point. At that point. At that point, everybody would all of a sudden slide back around to Ginger and be like, "You're right. Americans are stupid, especially that one. Just make fun <laughs> of him." Yeah. Get as racist as you want on Samoans. I don't even care. Just please, please keep Roman away. Please, I'll make fun of whoever you want. Just please keep him away. Vince, Vince, please. Vince, no, not more meat. Not more meat, Vince. I don't know. I At this point, I don't know who's going to beat him. There's no one left on the goddamn show. Yeah. You got well, rid of Sammy. Sammy was the only baby face you had left. Da, 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 da. John Cena rocks! John Cena rocks! And then that's, that's, yeah, it's gonna be John Boy. I would also, it's gotta be John Boy. Yeah, I would like to say, just going to Cena for a second, that, that we didn't really get to talk about it after his match with Roman... Did you see how excited Cena was when he saw the sign that said, if Cena loses, we riot? What? (laughs) So there was somebody, like, 
Cena was came out in his entrance. He was hyped up. He was rocking it. And he looks out to the crowd. You see his eyes widen. And you, he gets this big fucking grin on his face. He starts pointing out to the crowd. He's like, oh my god, I've never seen that before. I've never seen something like that before. And it's a sign that says if Cena loses, we riot. And he got <laughs> so fucking excited. Oh my god, yes. Um. So speaking of Roman... Guys, I had a moment where I never thought I would agree with Roman Reigns. I never thought I'd be like, yeah, he's saying something that makes sense. I like it. And I never thought that the thing he would say would be about my favorite tag team of all time. But apparently they had like a uh, a, a business call or meeting today and Roman was on the call and he goes, no offense to any of these guys. But we don't need guys running around doing two sweets. We don't need guys acting like they're DX from 20 years ago. We need original characters, guys who are themselves. I need Seth Rollins to be <laughs> Seth Rollins. I need Kevin Owens to be Kevin Owens. And I need Bray Wyatt to be, to be Bray Wyatt. We need original superstars who have no clue. Wait, hold on. We need original superstars who have no clue what was done 15 or 20 years ago? Wait, hold on. I, I didn't read Wait, this. I'm sorry. Part. I couldn't hear that over the sound of you being a literal clone of John Cena, but with some Moen background. I also I don't think Roman knows how wrestling works because legit most of wrestling is people finding shit from 20 years ago. And they're like, holy shit, Bobby the Brain Heenan did this really cool thing. I'm going to steal that. Um, I, I just really love we need original superstars. That I agree with. This is the point of Roman where I was like, I get it, Roman. You're right. Original original is the best way to go. But then he adds, who have no clue what was done 15 or 20 years ago. In other words, if they were like, hey, man, you know about Stone Cold Steve Austin? <laughs> <laughs> what? Because we're reaching that point where he is outside of Roman Reigns' 15-year uh, thing. Yeah. In other words, like, Roman's like, I want guys who have no idea who Andre the Giant is. They gotta be originals. Like, I kind of agree. Like, I mean, I feel like that was the point the uh, Young Bucks made on the most recent Being the Elite, where they're like, wait a minute, we don't need this. We're the best tag team in the world. We kind of build our own characters. Okay, fine. So, I, that, I, I agree with Roman in that respect. But also, you kind of do need to know your past, Roman. Uh and I, I will... This is I, the same man who said he was above the heel-face dynamic. Listen, he he doesn't need to do anything. Well, I will I will say one thing, and I, I think I want to disagree with the fact that as far as his position goes, he is attempting to be the new John Cena. But their characters are nowhere near the same. So I, I think coming from the idea of we need original characters, I think he is promoting that. I mean, you have never had a big, jacked-up, militant Samoan who just kind of came out and... I don't know. I, I, I don't know how we I feel We are the nation this. of domination. Do, 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 do. Oh, I'm hey, sorry. Only... What was that? I'm sorry. That was the sound of, of over 15 years ago kicking you in the balls. Uh... Hey, it was only for... I mean, look. Fuck off. If you look at Roman Reigns and you look at the Nation of Domination, you can't be like, yeah, they're, they're basically the same no, thing. No, but I would say, like, it's probably a meshing of multiple ideas because you come out and it's like, yeah, he's more militant, but he comes out, he comes off as the dude that's like, he's gonna come out and, I don't know, it's like he's gonna, he's gonna whoop some ass, he's gonna come out, it's, it's almost like he wants to 
quote a Bible phrase a little bit Damn too. It, Blake Tanner. And I just think I think what he is saying in this point, and I'm being the ultimate devil's advocate right now. I think he's saying like, like say as his character, he's got like a little nation of domination. He's got a little bit of uh, rock, a little stone cold. He's got inspiration, but he does not come out flipping middle fingers and doing or doing two sweets and doing. No. Basically the exact same thing. So I but think that's that point, where he's coming from. But by that point, his own argument is invalid because while the Young Bucks did those things, they did their own thing. They also threw super kick parties. They also did, like, crazy-ass moves. They, did, they didn't, like, completely copy it outside of parody, which was complete, which is completely acceptable, even in the WWE. Half of the Every I, once no, in a while, they like make a character that's started. exclusively parody. I feel like it started as parody. I cannot. I, I think at this point you could not say they were doing too sweet as parody. That was just no. They did it because they did. they did it because the people that actually originated it from the NWO was like, no, that's a good legacy thing. Like you guys uh-huh. should carry that on, and they were doing it as a respect thing and making it their own. And because it made yeah. them money, correct? Which which is why the NWO respected them. They were like, yes, we would have done the same thing. Well done. Like. Oh. I still love uh, Gallows talking about uh, Kevin Nash talking about it, and Kevin just. Which, by the way, I do firmly believe Luke Gallows is our is our generation's Kevin Nash. <laughs> but he was just like, "Yeah, we would have done the exact same thing." I like it, big man. And I was like, "All right, Kevin." I could uh, totally see Kevin Nash saying that because he is a man that is all about that money. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Matt Jackson did re- respond to, re- or in a way, respond. You expect old timers and shock jocks to bury you, but not current young top guys that you respect. Disappointing. Hashtag us versus them. Damn. Yeah, that worked into a shoot, brother. Yeah, because like, of course, like on the on the words. side note, though, of course, Roman mm. is going to say that he's a company guy, so of course he's going to like you know, yeah, fucking have out against him. Granted, he didn't need to call it out in that same manner, considering three people on his brand use the two sweet sign. One of which is the guy that sells almost as much merch as him and has an eight-pack abs. I don't know if you've heard of him. His name's Finn Balor. Oh, uh, he, yeah. He started Bullet Club and doing the too sweet. Um, mm-hmm. Awkward, I say, I awkward think, situation. I think there are valid points on both sides of this argument, but I also think that there are other points on both sides of the argument that invalidate each other's argument. Let's just do, like, what m- makes the fans enjoy what they do and let's yeah. not fuck with each other about it and say what's better you're or right. what's we not should, we because should you're get all Roman making Reigns money TV. and you're all right. fucking getting fans um Roman no, Reigns is I, getting I, no fans <laughs> hey i think if they let shield roman come back out you go or or even better when they had that weird ambrose roman tag team uh, if they you mean when, you mean when Ambrose back? existed solely to make Roman Reigns palatable? No, I'll be. When honest, he was relegated moments... to the buddy cop side character role. I'll, well, it worked because there were moments during that run where I was like, I think I like Roman Reigns more than I like Dean Ambrose. Roman that moment is killing it. never happened for me because <laughs> I really? recognized that the only reason that I would ever feel that is because Dean was doing so much of the work that like he was setting Roman up. Like yeah. he was doing so much extra work to like lob softball pitches for Roman. I, no, I'll say there were probably moments. I think Blake, we were still in college at that point, weren't we? Yeah, there were moments where me and Blake would be quoting shit Roman said at the gym. We'd just be like, yeah, Roman's awesome. 
Then, like, something happened where I think they tried to put Roman back in that top spot, and the very next day we were in gym, like, well, it was nice when it lasted. It was as soon as Roman started actually, like, beating Dean and outshining him and shit. Because as soon yeah. as they took that dynamic away, you're like, wait, fuck Roman. Yeah, you need Brotherhood Roman. That like, good, bro- good, good brother, good brother Roman. Roman. I will say that you can tell that Roman is a lot more confident in what he's doing when he's with the Shield. Like you yeah. can easily he, see that. And he's having more fun as opposed to just being like, "All right, I gotta be the company guy. I gotta be the top dog. I gotta hold the fact that I retired the Undertaker on my back." Then when he's with the shield, he's like, guys, let's go drink some beers. Yeah. Let's have a good night. You know, I yeah, that's true because when John Cena was the top dude, was the company guy, he was able to have fun. He was able to poke fun at everything. It's just like Roman's not letting himself do that. He's he's yeah. too business serious when he's top guy, big dog, Roman Reigns, my yard bullshit. Like he mm. needs to start like letting it go. Before oh, anybody will get on his side. I'm sorry. Because we're, we're on the Roman thing. Have you heard of the latest plans in like the overall scheme to make Roman Reigns look like the greatest person ever? Oh, God. No, t- tell us. So, uh, so have you heard of the title match for the Universal, the proposed title match for the Universal title for Survivor Series? Oh, for sure. No, what? Oh, God. Brock Lesnar versus the Demon Finn Balor. Oh, God. And then, oh yeah, I've I've heard about that. And then obviously, he Brock Lesnar wins. And then it'll and then it'll be complete because then uh, Brock Lesnar will get the heat for defeating all the people that everyone likes: Braun Strowman, uh, yeah, you know Finn Balor, everything. And then Roman can be the hero that finally conquers him, the conqueror. Oh, and, then, and then everybody will love him because he did the thing that all their favorite people couldn't. So he's better. Well, speaking of Finn Balor... Vince McMahon is insulting my intelligence, and I don't appreciate it. Well, speaking of Finn Balor, uh, he may have to fight a cross-dresser in a couple weeks. Hell yeah. Listen, why are you not okay? Listen, it's 2017. If Bray Wyatt wants to put on a dress and wrestle, God bless him, let him. No, I'm fine with that. But also... Stop being homophobic, Scotty. That's not homophobia! It's not homophobia. That's <laughs> But I'm saying like fucking they've got so many options of this really bad being in this badass female. Basically their answer to TNA's Rosemary but better. And instead they're like, how about we give Bray Wyatt Kevin Condren's gimmick from Chikara a couple years ago. You remember just the black eyes and the weird promos and he called himself Snowflake? Yeah, let's give him that. No! But I will Man, say... Man, you reached so far into the indie scene, I didn't even get that reference. Yeah, bitch! <laughs> um, that being said, though, if if he does come out, it's because I follow Condren on Twitter and he made that same exact comparison this morning and I was like, I'm gonna bring it up. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think if he comes out as Sister Abigail, firstly, it's not gonna be Bray Wyatt in a dress. It's gonna be some fucked up shit, but it's not gonna be Bray Wyatt in a dress. He's gonna have this scarf over his head. He's gonna look like a sad Amish woman. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, hello, my my father. 
Let, let me, and then he just gets in the ring and all hell breaks loose. I will say if Sister Abigail comes out, Finn Balor does not survive. Hmm. I think I think uh, I, I think it'll be that thing where they're gonna be like, okay, cool. So we did normal Finn Balor beats Bray Wyatt. We did Demon Finn Balor beats Bray Wyatt. Now we're gonna do crazy Bray Wyatt beats normal Finn Balor. Then we'll have crazy Bray Wyatt versus Demon Finn Balor because we're just wasting time. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're wasting time for Samoa Joe to get back and finally pop off this feud with Finn Balor. Well, oh. by that point it'll be too late because if they're doing the Survivor Series thing. I'm guessing Bray Wyatt loses the trifecta and then just disappears forever. I mean, and I... I'm kind of okay with that because I, it's, it's like, really, I've never felt more in tune with that Simpsons meme with the, like, stop, he's already dead than any time Bray Wyatt has a pay-per-view match. And, like, like I'm just like, just stop. Just, like, just it's, it's over. It's been over since WrestleMania 31 when he lost to Taker. Like, just, it's over. It's been over. It's always been over. Like, just let it, just let it just, die. Please yeah. just let him die. He's lost everything. Literally. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he had his fucking house burnt down. You let him win one match and hold the title for a month. And then, like, you were just like, okay, that's enough to justify the last six years. Now we're good for another. No, that's not how that works at all. Yeah, I, I just feel like. I forgot I, I that like he the... had the title, honestly. I completely and utterly forgot. Well, no, yeah, I'm constantly uh... reminded with it. And I'm just like, oh, that has to. Between this and his divorce problems, this just has to be the worst year of his life. Yeah. JoJo, uh, though. Me... Yeah, that JoJo, though. Uh, but with me, with Bray, I just think, like, if they do want to pull the. Deem- or uh, normal Finn versus crazy ass Bray than Demon. You could always have Brock just in the Survivor Series match. It'd be fine. Like that mean yeah. that means whatever team he's on would instantly win. But it's okay. He is Actually, kind of. Like, I would. He is I would... like kind of pulling all the cards of Exodia in, the, in a game of Yu Gi Oh. It's just like instant win. Actually, I would pay extra money to see uh, Sister Abigail, Bray Wyatt, Demon Finn Balor, Brock Lesnar. And just the promos are just Paul Heyman being like, "What the fuck is wrestling anymore?" That I'm having to I'm having to deal with this. No, and, <laughs> no, and Brock Lesnar comes out in like Sting face paint. <laughs> yeah, he was like, "No, no, they don't even do that. They just show it on the Titan Tron." was like, "Is this how Brock Lesnar needs?" It? And it's just him in Sting face paint. Like, like Brock Lesnar is not even gonna be there that week. He won't even he won't even like uh, dignify it with a response. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just, Phoning it in literally. Can we can we just do a traditional Survivor Series match where you just have five guys versus Brock? <laughs> That's a... Five uh, guys, Brock and Fries. Yeah, five guys, Brock and Fries, boy. Let's uh, let what five people do you want to put to the bottom of the totem pole for a year? Uh, you gonna kick Baron Corbin back down there? He, he oh. just crawled back out. I'm gonna say Braun is on it. Big Show is on it. Mark Henry is on it. Um, a returning Goldberg and Colin. Yeah, Cass- fuck it, Baron and Colin Cassidy. Oh, and you can't teach that. Colin Cassidy, the man with surprisingly the best promo skill skills on that team. <laughs> oh damn. Oh. No, no, no. I'll give Mark. No, no, no. I'll give Mark Henry the the leg up. Oh above yeah, because he did have that really bum ass retirement promo a couple years back. He could pull he, out and, a good and one. his and his Hall of Pain promos were great. 
He yeah. could really do like he could he could at least like enrapture a crowd and be like, oh shit, this this guy means it. Whereas anything like big cast says, I'm just like, man, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I still actually, you know what? I'll say it. Braun actually, Braun has the best promos for his character. Like when Braun speaks, I'm like, is that the mouth of hell opening? And that is the sound of the damned coming out. So you guys know who I would put on our Survivor Series team against Brock Lesnar? Who? Our lovely patrons over at patreon.com slash fightboys. That's the That's worst right. pitch you've ever <laughs> come up with. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Donate to wanna, us and fuck you. <laughs> if you want to die at the hands of Brock Lesnar, just go over to patreon.com slash fightboys. Boys is spelled with a Z and just throw a little cash our way, whether that be a dollar, five dollars, however much you want to donate. Every single little bit helps to support these good fight boys right here. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, we do have perks all relating to that amazing Birmingham, Alabama based professional wrestling organization, the J. W.F. Just donate $1, $1 a month, ladies and gentlemen, and you will become a JWF jobber. We will bring you in. We will bring you out, give you a name, give you a character, and promptly job you out in one episode. But if you want to be a little bit bigger than that, if you want to be a step ahead, donate $5 like Scott Moore has, and you will be a JWF mid-carter. We'll put you in storylines, give you different concepts, give you a full fleshed out character. You may end up in the hospital like scott moore is but it's fine but of course if you want to be the top of the list if you want to be a number one donate thirty dollars thirty dollars ladies and gentlemen over at patreon.com slash fight boys and you'll be a jwf champion we don't know how we don't know where we don't know when but we will make you a champion you will hold that title high above your head and you will be the champion of all of the JWF superstars, ladies and gentlemen, but that's only available if you donate over at patreon.com slash fightboys. Boys does have a Z. Which means, gentlemen, that it is now time for that amazing, the greatest professional wrestling organization in the entire world in Birmingham, Alabama. That's right, it's time for the JWF. W.F. And last week, ladies and gentlemen, we had an absolutely fantastic show. We had um, multiple matches. We saw Griffin Clouds take on Guy Fieri for the JWF World Heavyweight Championship, in which we actually saw the entire VWO swarm the ring, attack Guy Fieri, who was just recently crowned the king of the Steel City. I mean, I couldn't believe it. Uh, he was number one contender and immediately put down. It was shocking to see what they did to Guy Fieri. What do you guys think? I think uh, that Guy Fieri didn't deserve that, man. He just got ruthlessly taken out, taken downtown Lester Brown by the VWO, and it was it was a it was a terrible sight to watch. And of course, uh, we got we saw in the match uh, basically trying to get revenge for his father who was recently attacked by Clint Clouds and put into the hospital, we saw Scotty Moore take on Clint in a vicious match that saw the Dylan come out and attempt to interfere, attempt to get Scotty to lose the match. But as we saw, gentlemen, it just caused Scotty to focus in and keep pounding his foot into the skull of Clint Clouds until Clint was put into a hospital, much like Clint put Scotty's father into a hospital. But then, of course, afterwards, Dylan attacked Scotty viciously, rolling him out to the outside of the ring. And uh, 
I guess it must be said, Dylan grabbed a microphone and began saying things that uh, Scotty, uh, Scotty, I didn't appreciate. I, I didn't uh, appreciate what he was saying. Began talking about the way Scotty did Fight Boys, about the way I, I do the podcast, about the the way I do what I do. And uh, I'd, I'd actually like to say a few things about that before we go on. Uh, I just want to apologize. I want to apologize for what happened last week because I took myself out of the show, out of the JWF. I stopped being the JWF superstar Scotty Moore, and I started being the owner of Fight Boys, the guy, the guy who knew he was going to have to wake up the next day, get on my computer, and actually have to edit that episode, and listen to everything that the Dylan was saying again and again, focusing on the words. And I made a decision. I made the decision in that moment to cut Dylan off, completely remove him from the call, but now I know that decision was wrong. That it's rubbed some people the wrong way, including myself. I- I've never been one to censor. I've never been one to care what people said and- or care what I've said. And I know that what I did was wrong. Everyone on this podcast, on any of the BS Network shit, they should have the opportunity to say whatever they want. And I can't let my personal feelings get ahead of that. So I'd like the Dylan to come out right now so I can apologize. No, 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 no. Got, got the music, got the whatever the hell this is. Fucking 80 station you're streaming this shit from. I, 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 I'm not hearing this. I'm not going to listen. I'm not going to listen to you stand out here, Scotty, and try to gain back some fans because, you know, you want to do the right thing, you want to be better. Uh, for it and prove that you're still the good guy despite clearly showing otherwise. Because all you want is for the, what, like six fans, two of which are you, that listen to this show a week uh, to know that you're a piece of shit. Uh, you know, but you're a piece of shit. You throw yourself off a bridge for those six fans to try and make this this good because you're just such a hero for this show despite it being so fake. So you aren't really apologizing to me. You're trying to save face more than anything because you're a fake. Just like this show is fake. And you're just a man struggling for approval, trying to find it in a podcast in a fake wrestling organization. Um, because, you know, you just are too much of a villain in real life. You're, you're willing to use your best friend as a shield to protect you. You're willing to use, you know common household objects, steel chains, chairs, but you, you can't do that. you got to pick a side. you got to be a hero. you got to be a villain. The world may be gray, but it's only if you're weak. You know, you can't just walk tweener forever like you're stone cold in the 90s. You know, one day you got to fall on one side of that razor's edge. And you know, if you don't, you'll just always be the loser that you've always been. Oh, oh my God, hold on, hold, Jesus Christ. Scotty, Scotty's just become raining down punches on the Dylan. He's clotheslined him over the top rope. Scotty Moore has just become incensed, crazy. Uh, the, these men are both outside of this purview. I, I'm the only one that's here to say it. And Scotty has got the steel steps now. Steel, oh, is, wait, Dylan's got the microphone again. Scotty's raising the steps over his head. He's about to send them crashing down on the Dylan. But the, 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 the what? The Dylan's just laughing. Dylan's just screaming at him. It's like he's 
just screaming, telling Scotty to make a choice. Make a choice, Scotty. Oh, and Scotty's lifting those steps up, lifting those steps up right and just lining up Dylan's head with it. And wait, wait. Scott, he's lowering the steps. He's he's stopped. He's Scotty's walking away, shaking his head. And, and then there's the Dylan. He's just laughing. My God, what have I just seen? Well, sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. It seems things got a little bit heated between uh, Scotty Scotty Moore, the superstar, and the Dylan, the uh, JWF wrestler there. Uh, but, of course, I do want to move on to a bit of bad news. Uh, last night, unfortunately, Captain Tibbs announced that he had come down with a horrible case of bear flu. Uh, in one of his recent bear wrestling matches, apparently he contracted the vicious bear flu and unfortunately had to be down and out, meaning that Captain Tibbs will not be with us for the first episode of JWF War in a long time. I mean, I know Captain Tibbs is the man in charge around here. I don't know how we're going to be able to handle handle this. Um, but of course, he has in his stead left one man in charge, uh, one group of men, actually. The VWL, a, a shocking move in my opinion, uh, men that Captain Tibbs I, has always hated. I mean, obviously for a few months he pretended to be their friend, but he's giving them control over the JWF. I don't understand this. Can you think about why you would possibly give control to the VWL? I, I really couldn't understand why, but I don't understand half of what Captain Tibbs does, and I know Captain Tibbs very well, trust me, but... I I've got to say this has got to be this has got to be something. Tibbs has something up his sleeve, right? Exactly, and it looks like the um, tag team champions themselves, Justin and Travis Clouds of the VWO, are backstage celebrating being in charge of the JWF just for one night only. This is the VW show, and uh, one of our top interviewers is coming to them. Hello, hello, honeypots on the ground here, and ah, yes. Just the man I've been looking for, the VWO. That's right, honeypot. It's us, the VWO, your JWF Tag Team Champions, and the men running this company tonight. Well, gentlemen, I would really like to ask you how your father is doing after the damage that Scotty Moore did to him last week in their hellacious match. Oh, oh Dad's fine. He's fine. But you see, the real question you need to be asking is, who is my sweet baby brother going to take on for his title? Because I'm sure a lot of people think we don't like that Griffin has to defend his title every week. But in all honesty, we're, we're big fans. Big fans of showing people that what we can do every week. But you see, I was thinking this morning. Couldn't we make it better? Is there a way we could improve what Captain Tibbs has done. And I realized, yes, there is. Because as much as we respect him, we know Captain Tibbs has his favorites. And those favorites are who get to go after my brother, the Scotty Moores, the Guy Fietti's, Tibbs' hand-picked few. But we know there has to be more people, more challengers. But it seems my brother's already defeated them all. Blake Tanner, the Dylan, he's pinned everyone! He has no challenges, unless, unless, my dear Trav, we go off the rails. We go crazy. We do what no one has ever done before. Because we noticed one name that our brother is yet to face. 
one name that our brother has never went toe-to-toe with in sports combat. And it's a name that we actually respect here at the VWL. Somebody who we've actually been working on a new maple syrup flavor of vape juice for years. So, ladies and gentlemen, let us present to you the newest JWF number one contender, Canada, Charlie. Oh, oh my gosh, you guys. I, I don't know what to say. I just, uh, I've been working in this company for about three months now, and gosh, boy dang it, I'm just so happy to finally get my shot at the title. You know, when I was just a young whiskey farmer up in the north-south Manitoba area, never, never in my wildest dreams did I imagine that one day I'd be fighting Griffin Clouds, of all people, for the JWF title. Oh, God, you you boys are just really swell, you know that? You're, you're just a bee's knees. And, and just to pay you back for your kindness, I'd like to present to you both with a bottle of Canada Charlie's Homemade Maple Syrup and Moose Jam. Now, this is my private stock, and let me tell you, it's just... Oh, oh my god! It's Guy Fieri! The king of the Steel City is here, ladies and gentlemen. It looks like he's going after the VWO, slamming those big, meaty forearms back onto the back of Travis. Looks like Canada Charlie's running away in fear. A smart move for a man who has a match later tonight. Looks like Guy Fieri's tossing, tossed Justin headfirst into a nearby TV monitor. It looks like, ooh, cracking the screen. Manages to quickly decimate the two members of the VWO, the two tag team champions. But, oh, Griffin Clouds is here, ladies and gentlemen. The JWF champion assaulting Guy Fieri with the JWF title, slamming it into the face of Guy, who causes him to fall to a knee. And it looks like Justin and Travis have got back to their feet and joined Griffin in this beatdown. This is absolutely hellacious what the VWO are doing to the man who was once the king of the Steel City. Looks like they're holding him up for Travis to hit him with a big vaping boot. Oh, my God. Let me tell you something. That's going to be Concussion City. He's going to be the king of Concussion Town, not Flavor Town after that. I'll tell you that, ladies and gentlemen. It looks like, oh, my God, Travis and Griffin are pulling up the limp body of Guy Fieri and Justin. What's Justin got in his hand? Oh, my God, it's the big bottle of Moose Jam. Not the Moose Jam. He busts it over the head of oh. Guy Fieri. It looks like glasses flying everywhere. Jam pouring down the face of Fieri. He is e unconscious, ladies and gentlemen. It looks like the three champions are walking away laughing as Guy lay on his on his tum-tum, if you will, <laughs> unconscious. My God, this is absolutely vicious. We haven't seen a Moose Jam attack in years here in the JWF. No, Moose Jam was actually outlawed in the JWF. I, I can't believe that... Uh... Canada Charlie got it past security, but I guess when Tibbs is away, the Canadians will play, you know what I'm saying? I'll say that, and let me tell you, uh, how do you feel about this announcement? I mean, I'm not to disparage Canada Charlie's pedigree, but he is certainly not on the level of a champion. He is not someone who deserves to be number one contender. The win-loss record is not exactly there. Do you think they're just trying to pick an easy win for Griffin? I, what do you think is going on in the heads of the VWO? I believe that more than likely the VWO um, wanted the next best thing to a night off, and I guess that is a match with Canada Charlie. Poor, poor naive soul that he is. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. 
Oh, and it looks like Canada Charlie is coming to the ring right now. Now, if you are Canada Charlie, do you have any choice in this match but to run? I mean, is there anything that you could tr possibly try to do um, to get on the uh, the winning side of this match? Uh, I would say that uh, you probably, if I was Canada Charlie in that situation, and I knew um, my my pedigree, my win-loss ratio, I would have kept that bottle of moose jam just to mm -hmm. smash over Griffin's head to start this because. You know, Captain Tibbs is not here. Oh, and it looks like Griffin Cloud's coming out right now, and the entire BWO are with him. Planked on both sides by both Travis and Justin Griffin, walking to the ring proudly with his brothers at his side. Now, do you honestly think that usually in a match like this, a championship match, the brothers would usually interfere? I don't even think we need to worry about that with this. What do you think? Oh, probably not at all. I mean, maybe Canada Charlie will pull something out amazing, but let's go down to our ring announcer for the formal ring introductions. Ladies and gentlemen, the following match is for the JWF World Heavyweight Championship. In the left corner, he hails from Manitoba, Canada. He is the king of Moose Jam, Canada Charlie! And in the right corner, he is the Vape Master General, the leader of the VWO, and your JWF World Heavyweight Champion. It is Griffin Clouds! All right, and that bell rings, and ladies and gentlemen, it looks like the match is beginning, and oh, actually a nice showing of respect from Griffin, extending the hand, going for a handshake early in the match. That's uh, something we don't see often from him. Oh, that's nice. Oh, and, all right, it looks like Canada Charlie shakes his hand, and oh, Griffin picks him up, flips him upside down, hits him with an under vapor, and it looks like he's going for the pin. One, two, three, and ladies and gentlemen, in what may be the most despicable and also fastest match in JWF Championship history. Griffin Clouds has retained his title. It looks like the VWO are swarming the ring. A huge celebration for this amazing victory for Griffin Clouds. Looks like, uh, oh, and you look at that. Griffin even grabbing the unconscious hand of Canada Charlie. Another shake. I mean, I don't know if that's respect or mockery at that point. Well. And it looks like black and white streamers falling from the ceiling. It is a VWO celebration. And it looks like Griffin Griffin has a uh, victory speech to make grabbing a microphone. I did it, Pop. <clears throat> they said it couldn't be done. One of the toughest matches in my career, but look at me. I did it. And I can't believe that you... Oh, my God. Wait a minute, I thought... It's, it's him! It's Captain Tibbs! I'll tell you something, I knew he was able to fight off bears, but I didn't know he could fight off the bear flu that easily. Mate, ladies and gentlemen, Captain Tibbs is here, and Griffin Clouds looks like he is completely in shock at this. Surprised at this amazing return of Captain Tibbs. And it looks like Tibbs has a microphone himself. <laughs> you surprised to see me? Well, Griffy boy, I'm surprised too. I'm surprised that you managed to actually beat somebody face-to-face. Mono-e-mono, upside-down, 23 skidoo, you did it, kiddo. 
And all while having your entire family not interfere for once. Look at that. Now look, I know this was supposed to be old Tibsy's night off. Uh, I was going to be sunbathing in Cabo right now on my solid gold speedboat. I was going to fight some sharks and remember how to love. But well, my flight got cancelled. So I figured I'd come back to the JWF and see how well this ship was sailing without the old captain. And you know what? You boys have ended up doing pretty well. Pretty damn well indeed. You've had some exciting interviews backstage. Good segments. You fought off Guy Vietti. You had it all. You even had a fan-freaking-tastic main event. So, Griffin, as a reward for your great efforts, I think I'm going to give you next week off. That means no title matches, no interviews, no Captain Tibbs breathing down your neck. No nothing, I promise. Griffin Clouds, you go get that well-deserved rest next week. Because you're going to need it. Griffin, you see, once you've had that nice little rest, once you've had that time, maybe you go to Cabo like Tibbs was going to do. You're going to look back, and maybe you're going to contemplate all the times that you screwed with the JWF. And every time you screwed Captain Tibbs. Because once that week is up, I'm going to send you straight to heck. Griffin Clouds, at the heck in a sec pay-per-view. I, Captain Tibbs, sentence you to be locked in the most terrifying cage known to man. Heck in a sec. And who could I possibly lock you in there with? Oh, who is capable of utilizing that deadly steel structure to utterly tear you to shreds and make you wish you had never crossed paths with Captain Tibbs? Hmm. Scotty Moore? No, he seems to be a bit busy with the Dylan. And that means the Dylan's right out too. Oh. Those kayfabe-breaking motherfuckers better be careful, because Tibbs might be coming for them next. But let's see. Maybe I can put you in there with your own brothers. Nah, nah, they just lay down like little puppy dogs for their sweet baby brother. I got a better idea. You see, in ten days, Griffin, old Tibbs is going to send you down, down, straight down to heck, and you won't be alone. No, you'll be thrust down into that abyss with someone who wants to see you squirm, scream, and cry as much as Tibsy does. And that's someone who's gonna be waiting to give in to the darkness that is heck in a sec. Is this man right here? Oh my god, ladies and gentlemen, now I know it is Blake Tanner! Now I know last week we... Blake Tanner said that when Captain Tibbs gave him his title shot, he was going to make it count. And he certainly is making it count in a heck in a sec match. Oh, and Blake is rushing the ring, taking Griffin down. Huge fists raining down. Looks like he's backing up. Going to utilize that devastating stomp, crushing Griffin Clouds' head into the mat. But the VWO pull him out of the ring just in time. It looks like Blake is smirking as the VWO are retreating up the ramp. But it looks like Griffin Clouds has actually forgot something in the ring. He's forgotten the JWF title. Looks like Blake Tanner reaches down, holds it in his hand, stares at it. That title that may be his, depending on how heck in a sec goes. And he holds that title to the sky. And this may be the scene, ladies and gentlemen, in just a few weeks at the heck in a sec pay-per-view. Now, how do you... 
How do you react to this news, Blake Tanner, that Blake Tanner is going to be the new number one contender? Well, I think I'm pretty happy about it, Scotty. Um, Although I can't accurately articulate how happy I am about it because I've come down with a strange, unforeseen case of losing my voice for some unknown strange reason. <laughs> <sighs> There's, I have no idea. But ladies and gentlemen, it looks like we have our first match announced for heck in a sec as Griffin Clouds is going to take on Blake Tanner for the JWF title in heck in a sec. And I'll tell you something, these two men, neither of these men have ever been in a heck in a sec match. This may be life-changing, career-ending. Who knows what's going to happen? But to find out, you're going to have to tune in next week into JWF professional wrestling so blake tanner what did you learn this week i learned that it doesn't matter who you put in a traditional survivor series match brock always beats <laughs> and i learned always keep a banana in your pocket and avoid vince's meat rage <laughs> uh so, so blake tanner where can they find you uh, you can find me at blake a tanner on twitter um, you can find me at the Darkroom Video on YouTube. Haven't done much on there in a while, but I'm I'm working on some stuff right now. And um, you can always find me at this lovely place every week. And I love you. I assume. Wait, what? <laughs> this lovely place. Oh, I assume you mean, you mean Fight Boys. No, I mean. You mean right behind you? Right behind you in Cabo. <laughs> Jesus. In Cabo. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S C O T T Y E M O. You can buy my book on Amazon. It's called Queasel Corp. Q U E Z A L C O R P. Make sure to check out the Queasel Corp podcast. It's part audiobook podcast, part writing theory podcast. And it's going to soon be a Dungeons and Dragons podcast where me and some of the people who inspired characters in the book are actually going to get together and do Dungeons and Dragons campaign inspired by the book. So if you want to check that out, ladies and gentlemen, just go over to a load of pure BS.com. That's where you can check out all of the BS Network programs, whether that be the podcast like a load of BS, Fight Boys, Queasel Corp, Opposite Attractions, or of course the YouTube stuff we do. We got a lot of gaming stuff on YouTube. We, of course, have the show Bad Examples, where I try to explain some of life's hardest problems in the dumbest ways possible. And, of course, I do have uh, Scotch Talk, the show where I just kind of get drunk and ruminate about different things in life. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to comment, subscribe, like, do all of that good stuff. Uh, if you are listening to us through iTunes, make sure to write and subscribe us wherever you're listening. Stitcher, it doesn't matter. Get, leave us a rate. Give us a subscribe, just that way we know we're doing good if you like what we're doing. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us at a load of pure BS.com. Buy our merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Donate to the Patreon. Find us on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube. Find us all on Twitter at FightBoysYo. Boys is spelled with a Z. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, when you're a fight boy... You're a fight boy for life!